Welcome to another episode of Junior Achievement of South Florida's Recipe for Success. Just as there are no two recipes that contain the exact same ingredients or measurements, there are no two success stories exactly the same. Recipe for Success features entrepreneurs, visionary leaders, and innovators of all ages who will share the ingredients that make them successful. Here's your host, Lori Salarulo, President and CEO of Junior Achievement of South Florida. Good afternoon and welcome to this week's episode of Recipe for Success. Uh, we're here at JA World Heising Center at the Lillian S. Wells Pavilion. This week's guest is someone that I've known in this community for quite a long time. Uh, he is, comes from my part of the world, Long Island, New York, um, and now has been here for many, many years. He's the president and CEO of Advanced Roofing. Advanced Air Systems and Advanced Green Technologies. So I'm sure there's a story in how all of this grew. So please help me welcome today's guest, Rob Cornerance. Thank, thank you, you Lori. So it's so nice thank to be you, in this building. You. And I know. I, I truly appreciate everything you've done with this whole facility and this program. It's it's just taken off like wildfire. Well, I want to I make sure that we mention um, for the audience especially that you were very involved when we built this building, uh, yes. when the idea was you know, coming to fruition and getting all of the people who would donate to the capital campaign, who would do the building, and you, your company played a major role, and so I'd love for you to share that a little bit. Yeah, well, you know, I didn't know a lot about Junior Achievement, and a friend of mine said, you got to go check it out. And once... Once you understand what this program's about, you cannot help but just love what it does for the youth that's coming up, things that they're gonna need, tools that they're gonna need. Um, and it's just great to see them come here for a day, do the classroom first and everything. So, you know, I got in the solar business in about 06, and uh, I wanted to do a big demonstration project. So I went to the manufacturer. I said, listen, we got this Junior Achievement nonprofit. I got some of the panels donated, and we ended up putting up a 167 kilowatt rooftop, which was the largest in Florida at the time. So it became a great demo, demo project. We put a storefront up, which we still have today, showing all the different green products from solar attic fans to everything. Uh, yeah, have, a have a picture. picture. Yeah, you know, we just, oh, yeah, so. so. Just so you can see, so the whole roof is actually covered if you, with yeah. this thin film solar. Still working today, still working great. And, and when it doesn't, we call Rob. Yeah. <laughs> well, it does need maintenance. Yes, yes, it does need maintenance. But we can monitor it. Uh, we'll know when it's down. You know, we painted the roof all white, so now you get a little more reflectivity. Right. But, you know, it, it's producing about $3,500 worth of electricity yeah. a month. So that's Which is the, an amazing gift for us, right? Yes. Because we would have to cover that cost if we didn't. So thank you yes. for your investment in making sure that you know we could build this facility. It is still the largest single facility in the world. Yes. So yeah. um, so it's we're very very proud of it. But let's talk a little bit about you. Um, so I just wanted to get that out there. So coming from Long Island, I know you you made a stop or two along the way uh, and ended up here in South Florida. Just give us a little bit of a, maybe two or three pivotal points, right, that got you to where, you know, Advanced Roofing and the, and the three companies um, sure. into South Florida. Well, like you said, I grew up in Long Island. I worked for a roofing company on Long Island through high school and college. And when I was graduating, uh, my boss offered me to open a branch in Atlanta. 
Uh, I was playing rugby in college and that was a major decision because they had a great rugby team. So I went there in 79 and came down here in 82. And uh, it was a great family, five boys, Italian family. I was like the sixth son that you hear about. And I'm still friends with the family today, and, but I decided to do it on my own. So I borrowed $15,000 from my dad, bought a pickup truck and we grew it to what it is today. Wow. Seven locations, 550 employees, seven, 70 openings on our website for positions in this market. You know, it's just tough to We're find. We're going to talk a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll get into yeah. the, uh, what we do there. Yeah. So that, you know, and it, it's always been commercial re-roofing. And then when solar came about, my son brought it to me and I said, wow, this integrates well with roofing. I'd already started an air conditioning division. 25 years ago because we have to raise air conditioners on and the that's roof. Commercial air that's all commercial. Yeah, we're doing all commercial, but multifamily residential. 30% of our business is right. condominiums and high rise. So um, we love to, we love jobs that are difficult where they require cranes, dumpsters, because we own our own equipment. We own everything and it makes it a, a lot smoother project for the owners and ourselves to, Just to have, deal with have control over every right. aspect of the job. So let's talk a little bit. You said that you worked for a roofing company when you were back in high school, right? right correct. Um, so talk a little bit about from that early age, right? Because here, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to teach them the skills, not only in a classroom or out on a site, but also then by placing them in summer jobs when they're in high school. Can you talk a little bit, was there something that sticks out to you that you learned in those early years of working? and doing roofs, what was it that you think, first of all, got you interested in becoming your own boss, right? And right. opening your own company, but what work ethic you developed? So, you know, roofing is a job where you gotta be up super early, you know, four in the morning, you know, I was a truck driver at some points. And I just learned that from my family. I'm the youngest of four boys. My dad was always a hard worker. You know, my grandfather, immigrated to Ellis Island at five deli. So we had the, you know, the German work ethic and it was instilled in me at an early age, paper routes, all that. So just hard work. And when I started roofing, uh, the fact that I could be outdoors and it was physical and uh, every job was different and you can move around to job to job, it just enticed me. And, you know, I, I didn't know and like a lot what I was gonna do as far as a career, I knew I had a family business to fall back on my dad's company. But I, I had an urge, being the youngest of four boys, to do something different. Yeah. So, it, you know, don't be afraid of going out on your own. I mean, and my father even said that at uh, graduation, if I wanted to get a couple years experience and come in, I, I do recommend that. My boys didn't do it, and, and I'm grateful that they hadn't done that because they're doing so well today. But th there's two paths, go in the family or go outside. Um, and it, uh, it's a, one of those circumstantial things that yeah. I was uh, blessed to make the right decision. So your father was an entrepreneur. Uh, yes, he, they had, he went into my mother's family business, manufacturing uh, tank trucks for airplanes in uh, Long Island, Deer Park. So you grew up knowing that going into business, right, that college wasn't the only choice, right? And back in, in, in you know, when we were younger, it, it wasn't just college. There were yeah. trade jobs. I mean, we grew up, we went to school, right? There was shop and there was all yep. those things. So, <laughs> so both paths were available to us and we knew that. I think then things shifted a little, right? And we got to the point where all we were doing was really talking about college-bound, college-bound. Right. 
we realize now that not every kid is college bound. But you saw the path to entrepreneurialism. You grew up watching that, right. which is really interesting. Yes. So you got the bug early on. I did. I did. But I was still, I didn't, uh, I was a C minus student in high school. I didn't, I loved the shop. I would, uh, my oldest brother went for uh, one year, Charlie, and then he, you know, he, he just used his hands and went into dad's business and we built dune buggies together. And that was kind of my passion. So I was almost following my brother, like, do I really need college? But my dad was college, college. And, you know, uh, I, with my grades, uh, State University of New York took me upstate New York in Brockport. And I, uh, I was fortunate you find that one teacher that just grabs you. And he was a business teacher in a teaching college. And uh, he just took on to me, and then I, you know, I, I, I started taking accounting courses, and I was doing really well. I mean, I, I, and then marketing. So it just, it was one of those things that uh, one, one teacher stuck out with yeah. me, and really took. And so that's, you know, that makes me think about mentors, right? And right. why it's so important, you know, even for our young people today, whether it's JA or, or anywhere, having those mentors, those people who take the time, right, and see something in us, right. Um, was were there other mentors in your life? I mean, it sounds like your dad might have been. My dad was a mentor, but I gotta say that my former boss, uh, Red Melanies, was a man that was uh, as much as a mentor as my my dad and my mom was a big mentor. She would uh, you know get me up, you know, and make my lunches and kick me out of the house. So she was a support. She right? was support she was your as support much system. as my right. dad. Yes, very very much, always supporting, you know going out and making money and saving and uh, but my boss Red Melanie's was really special I mean he before I had a driver's license uh, he lived around the corner he picked me up and you know I would uh, go to I'd have to go wait for him to eat breakfast he'd have the paper and be, I'd be one of those kids that just want to talk and like ask more questions <laughs> about the business like why are we doing this and you know he drop the paper and look at me like, so, yeah, I'm reading the but being curious right and, you know. I was just gonna say so that questions I think you're still that way I mean yeah. I sit at meetings with you and you're still always asking questions yeah. and wanting to know more so absolutely curiosity. I mean, yes questions and curiosity is something and, and I, you can't do it enough especially when you're coaching or you're doing a review you know it's always like help me understand rather than do it this way, you know, just, you, you can get so much further, you know, um, I learned it in uh, St. Thomas after Hurricane Hugo, I went down there, and you never just like, you know, uh, you know, hey, where's the uh, bakery, you know, it's like, hey, I need some help, can you tell me where the bakery is, and it's just uh, those words that you use, and they warm up to that, you know, and so. Well, who doesn't want to help someone? Right, right. right. right? Can and I need, yeah. The hard part, I think, is for people to ask for help. Right. Sometimes we find it hard to ask for help. Yeah. But, but people do want to help if you ask. Oh, generally. yeah. Generally, so, yes. Um, and so, you know, you, you talked about sports and rugby. Um, it, it was a tough sport, right? Yes. Tough sport, tough industry, right? Roofing, hard work. Right. Um, what did you learn through sports and rugby? Because there's so many lessons there. Yeah, I, rugby um, really changed my life. Uh, I still reflect on it. I still uh, give back to the University of Arizona, the Atlanta Renegades. We helped start Cardinal Gibbons rugby, high school rugby. And what it taught me is, you know, work hard, play hard. 
And uh, when my wife, my second year playing, I didn't play sports until I was a junior in college at University of Arizona. The second year we went to Wales, and this is, you know, it's like their, you know, it's like soccer sport, in right. South America, right? I mean, that's their sport. And we stayed at the houses, and they put us up, and they just were fantastic. <laughs> but when you play rugby, it's a physical game. And after every game, we not only shake hands, we go and have a, you know, a barbecue, a couple kegs of beer, both and teams. both teams, and we sing songs, and it's a culture that you just can't get away from. Right. So it's fact, team, if you not remember, just your own team, but yeah. it's the community. It's a community. A sense, right? It's a fraternity, so to speak. Right. If you recall the uh, Laureate Award, do you remember what happened then? No, when you got it. Oh, you were here. No, no you were not. Oh here, my gosh. So that well, was. You know what? Hold on to that because we're going to take a little break, and we'll look to let that simmer a little. Oh right? boy! Recipe for success, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Well, welcome back to this week's episode of Rep Recipe for Success with Rob Cornerens. And um, so we were just about—you were going to tell me the story about becoming a laureate. Yeah. So when they do the, years ago, they used to do the film, and then they'd have somebody, some surprise guest or something like that. Well, they contacted the Fort Lauderdale Rugby Club and the Miami. I played for both of them, and they came in and they did the elephant walk. <laughs> so the elephant walk is where you put your arm between the guy in front of his legs, and they they all connect to each other, and. Um, Sometimes in after games they take off their clothes, but fortunately <laughs> uh, in this situation. Okay, this uh, is an AG rating. Uh, all right, well, I'm just saying they didn't do it, but <laughs> it was funny. I was like pretty embarrassed actually that, uh, and then they sang the song. So, but that is part of the culture of, of rugby, and I think we take that. I take that to work as well. You know, we have you know our core. Uh, beliefs and values you know it's posted on the big conference room table and and it's all about you know working hard taking care of the customer you know and and doing the right thing i i brought a copy here you know it's there's about 12 things and i didn't create this the executive tin didn't create it it was our whole steering committee and our company and they they did it from what we were doing and not, you know, we didn't create this document and try to follow, but once you put your core beliefs and values yeah. and you develop that culture, culture is the biggest thing there is in business. And we've seen it. You know, you, bad cultures, you know, companies get that, you know, they, they skimp on their ethics, they, you know, and it starts from the top on little things and it, it just goes like poison, that negative, but the positive culture. You know, one of the best uh, ones I have, you know, do what you say you're going to do, yeah. right? I mean, how important is that? If I say, Lori, I'm going to show up 1240 for this, you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm not making excuses of why I can't get it done. And if I was in a car accident, I'd be calling you. Hey, you know, this happened. happened. You know, so do what you say you're going to do is really important. Uh, do it right the first time. There's no cutting corners in life and business whether in your personal life or business life, always, you know, do it right the first time. And, um, you know. And these are values that I, I just, from knowing you over the years, these are not just your company values, but these are your values. Yes. Right, and I think it's so important that yeah. you, that the company reflects who you are. Yeah, today. I mean, that's, it's true. I mean, it, you know, when I started with one pickup truck and, uh, you know, 
I was, uh, I used to stop at Dunkin' Donuts and buy donuts, you know, like three times a week and just, you know, be that person that, you know, in the coffee room talking to people, you know, walking out, knowing everybody's name, you know, the truck drivers, the roofers, part of the, part of the culture, going to the job site. Every time I go to a job site, I would, you know, look at things and if something wrong, I would point it out. Not that didn't happen often, but I'd leave a hundred dollars with the foreman, buy the guy's lunch. You know, it's just that type of personal interaction. I don't know that you see it a lot anymore. And certainly I don't get out as much as I used to. Uh, we have crew of the quarter, which I go out and we buy lunch and we acknowledge them. So we still do that part, but I think you really need to connect and we have company meetings. Uh, we call them uh, State of the Union, 6 a.m. We bring voluntary, everybody comes in, we go over, where are we at? What's our backlog? Where's the company going? What's the economy doing? And we give out gifts and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so well, appreciation and acknowledgement, yes. right, of the hard work. Oh, because yes. like you said, it is hard work. Oh, it's very right. Hard. And so being out there and then, and then the recognition, the little awards and things like that. You know, it's hard when you have, you know, all of our employees are here. They may work outside the building, but we're based here. So it's a little easier to build that culture, right, and to, to see people. But when you have thousands or hundreds, I'm yeah. not sure the exact number, out in so many different places and over seven different areas, right. that trickle down of the culture, I think, yeah. is more difficult to build, right? Yes, it, it is. And, uh, you know, my boys, Kevin and Mike, they're 36 now, and what they've done they've installed a lot of things but one of them is getting out to our branches they go up every month and spend a few days at our different branches you know we have christmas parties we had it at banyan air service we had the whole hangar we brought in all of our office people down for the weekend and had a christmas party nice. together so wow. you know doing that type of thing you know you think it's a lot of money but over the big picture it's not i mean we have a employee surveys that show that 90% of our employees would recommend us to a family member or friend. The national Pretty average is 20 something. Uh, you yeah, know, so. I know, I think it's, uh, there's a, there is a survey that was out that 30 something uh, percent of employees are happy in their workplace. Right. And that's that's really low. I want to talk a little bit more about work and, and talent and pipelines and right because and, I know that that's something that, that you're struggling with. But I'm going to take a little break again and we'll be right back and we'll talk about that. So okay. Don't go away. Welcome back to this week's episode of Recipe for Success. We're here with Rob Cornerens of Advanced Roofing and lots of other companies. Um, and so we were just kind of getting into a little bit more about workforce, right? You were talking about how to keep and retain the workforce. Right. Talk a little bit about, because I know you're out in the community working really hard on workforce development. Talk about the talent pipeline and the skill sets, the challenge that employers you employ a lot of people. Yes. So I have to imagine this is something that you're struggling or challenged with. Yeah, not only is construction, you know, hard work, but when you put the, the roofing involved with the heat in the summers and climbing ladders, believe it or not, there's a stat that, you know, 50% of people are afraid to climb ladders, and that's both male and female. So now, you know, we're really windling down to the availability, and when there's computers and other jobs out there. It doesn't sound like a sexy. So we had started an apprenticeship program with Broward College. We're sitting here, uh, ABC and uh, Atlantic Vocational, and we have a three-year apprenticeship program. 
and they get 16, 18, 20 dollars an hour. But the cool part is they get 24 credits from Broward College towards an associate degree. So we're bringing these, we have recruitment, we have two people design, uh, designated just to recruit and train high school kids, vets, and whoever else. We have a two week boot camp, make sure they're gonna make it, and we put them in the field for six months, and then they can enroll in the apprenticeship right. program. That's one thing we're doing. That's great. Uh, we've we've um, got into the H-2B visa program where we, um, we brought in 25 uh, workers from Costa Rica. We had to qualify that very difficult process, but we were able to do it after the Hurricane Matthew because we were a shortage. And we're I'm presently working on a, a bill with the National Roofing Contractors Association to expand that program. We'd love to get more, uh, in, more kids into this industry. It's not like when I grew up, it was hot tar and 500 degrees. We're using single ply membranes. It's a heat welder. You know, we, we do every year, we, it's our 14th year at Boys and Girls Club Career Day. We have a tent and we show them how to do it. So yeah. it's, it's a great field and most of my executive team had come up through the ranks. And they make good money. These are good oh, all in six jobs, time, yeah, right? 125, 150 grand. Right. You know, they're, they're, they're yeah. doing well. So for those that don't know out in the audience, we do have another storefront besides the advanced roofing storefront. We also have a storefront with the three construction associations right. exposing eighth graders to all the jobs in construction. Um, and it's interesting because I've said this before, the research shows that they really only know about five to eight jobs, right? And they don't know about all the industries. Right. So our career bound program is where we're always taking them out to the career. So right, we'll right. have to set up a day. For yes. The yeah. Oh, yeah. But the apprenticeship and all these other things, the, the other thing I want to make sure that we, we touch on is you are a huge um, supporter of so many things in this community, philanthropic, right? Um, so from, from, and I know there's a range of those things. JA has just been one of those many things that you've supported. Talk a little bit about giving back um, for yeah. you personally, for the right. company, right? How does that all come together? You know, I you know, we got to be corporate citizens and, and give back to the community. And I've always, always done that uh, throughout my whole career, you know, just Habitat for Humanity. We went and after Hurricane, uh, it was Andrew, they lost their roof, we helped them get a roof. Um, and on and on, it's just, uh, it, personally, it's, it's very rewarding to, to be able to do that. Uh, my son's coming up through the ranks. They're my partners now, and they understand that. They they know that you know how important it is, and they're starting to do it themselves. You know, in, in different ways. Kevin with the apprenticeship program. You know, Mike has been doing things. With, you know, taking kids fishing and all that stuff. So. But you've ridden in the MS ride. Right? Oh yeah, we're you, getting you're ready. Involved in oceanography with yep. the Guy Harvey Foundation, I believe, yes. right? Yes, Nova. correct. Um, so I know that's something that you've done. So I know there's a long. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So I tell you, and Maureen, I don't know who's <laughs> yeah. doing more, but yeah, my lovely wife Maureen, she does, uh, she does <laughs> a lot. Who by the way is watching? You can't see her, but she is watching. So I told her to come over. You gonna come over? Um, come on over. The the it's interesting. I mean, there's so many great ingredients here, and I there's probably some on that list that we didn't even capture here. Um, how do you make, like you said that you love, one of the things you love about the job is that you're, it's always changing, right? Because yeah. every job is a different job. And yeah. I'm kind of that way too. I get a little bored. Right. So right. I like different yeah. things. So it's why I'm always creating new programs or new, yeah. new events. Um, what 
is, is that, how do you stay current, right? How do you make sure that, that you and your, your, oops, your leaders in the company are staying current and making sure that you're always changing and making sure that things sure. are Sure, no, it's, uh, it's very, very important. We spend more on training our employees than any company. We have, like I said, two full-time recruiter trainers. We have quality control. I walked into a meeting room yesterday. I was invited in for a lunch and learn, and there was all my project managers. I mean, there, a, a lot of money was sitting in the room, but you know what? I, and I'm proud of that. You know, we had Factory Mutual, who is a designer for certain, uh, like JM Family, big corporations are insured by Factory Mutual, and they have much more rigid standards than the cold, the fall, even bigger than the Florida building code or Dade County. So we had, uh, you know, we had them come in and go over and we're training and what they're looking for. And, and, and you know, besides that, it's all the associations. Um, I recently got last year on the board of the National Roofing Contractors Association. And we have people in the Florida Roofers Association, South Florida Roofers Association. So belonging to associations in your industries, going to the trade shows, um, doing lunch and learns yourself. I mean, not only is it, you know, you have to get ready and you got to stay sharp on what's the latest because you're going to be speaking to property managers, architects, engineers. That helps you get sharp. But, you know, it's a business development. People, like when they see you're the leading in, in, the, uh, in the industry, they want to use you and they'll come back. And you, that's where you get your reputation. And, and you know, we, we have a very good reputation as the quality roofing company in Florida. It's just, um, we hear it from people we interview, from manufacturers, customers, and competitors. You know, it's a, it's a standard. So that builds a confidence, right? If they uh, know that you're the most knowledgeable, yes. right? And that you, you, all of your team is, is sharp, people want to do business because they feel confident. Right? Absolutely, so yes. certainly a confidence that has led to the success Abs of the company. Absolutely, and it, and, and it goes throughout each division. It started with roofing and then in solar when we got into it. You know, we have the same knowledge. Uh, we got a partner, Clint, Clint Sockman, and he can just, he amazes me. I go to meetings and I, I call it, I throw him softballs. I'll just say, hey, tell him about the, uh, the um, whatever it is, you know, the, the cost shift model. How do we make a return investment go from eight years to five years by cost shift? You know, and he gets these smart people like Clint and Mike and Kevin, and it's just uh, people just want to do business with you when you when you knowledge. Exactly. You know. So lots of ingredients, which I'm going to read back for everybody. This is your recipe for today. If you had to pick your main ingredient to your success and your company's success, what would that be? I go back to do what you say you're gonna do. I, I just, uh, I can't stress that enough, whether I'm sitting on a board and I'm, I'm called the idea guy at my company, you know, but I have to follow through with things. So if I say, you know, I'm, I'm gonna do something, that, whether it's a community event, you know, or, or at work, and I expect that from my people as well. And they know it, you know, we're not allowed to use the word try, you know, like I'll, I'll try to do it. That, you just tell me you're not gonna do it then, right? right? right. I mean, it's just like, uh, so yeah. no one, everybody knows, don't use the word try. <laughs> and then if you tell me something, they know that 
you better do it. You know, we have a 24-hour rule, you know, call back customers within 24 hours. You know, whether, yeah, yeah, so that's, that's very, very important. That's, that's the life of it. Do, do what you say you're going to do, I think, is how I live my life. So let's read your ingredients. Maureen, would you like to join us as we read them? She's just waiting to get up here. There's <laughs> my, uh, my, my lovely wife, Maureen. Well, you know, the funny thing, you're talking about community and, and how Rob gives back to the community and how I give back to the community. And the funny thing about this was I was actually already planning on being here today at Junior Achievement. I'm not here because of you. I'm here because of Junior Achievement. And uh, I, I, I volunteered, um, which is a great program, the uh, Town program for fifth graders. So I was here all day with um, my son's school, and then I come to find out that you're also here. So it, you know, you we didn't come for me. So no, communication not, is not one of the. No, 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 we know. We know. <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. What? And what do you have for lunch? And then. He bought me lunch. Oh, he's so very, sweet. Very, very sweet. Did have? you buy me lunch? Did you buy me lunch? <laughs> <laughs> so let's read your ingredients, and Maureen can hang out with us. So um, work ethic. You talked a lot about hard work, right, yes. in this business, for sure. Um, so no fear of going on your own, right, and, yeah. and, or, or taking any risks, right, whether it was starting the other two companies, whatever it is, you can't have that fear factor, right? Got to get over that. Mentors and how important they are and Absolutely. how they play a role in your life. Having a support system. You talk about your mom. You talk about your sons. You talk, you talk about your family. That's yes. a support system, right? And so that's helped you to be. One thing too on that support is is my Vistage group. I joined yeah. that 25 years ago. We meet once a month, and these that is a true support yeah. system. So and you convinced me to to get into one. Yes. So thank you for that. Curiosity, I love that one, and, and constantly continuing to ask questions, yeah. right? To yes. learn or to grow or to understand just where somebody might be, yes. right, in their life or in their place. Work hard, play hard, love that one. Uh, community and that creating that sense of community, whether it's on boards that you sit on or in your company, right? Creating that sense of community. Culture and how important that is to build that culture in your company. Customer first, customer service, so important and absolutely has contributed to the success. Your main ingredient, your word is gold, right? Accountability. Yep. Say, do what you say you're going to do. And doing it right the first time. Love that one, right? Yes. You know, so often people spin their wheels because they don't feel like it or they're whatever. Just do it right. And if you can't, say, if you can't, right? That accountability. Um, appreciating and acknowledging and recognizing your employees and the people that are helping you to be successful. Um, so important. Giving back to the community. We talked a lot about that and, and all of the things that you're involved in. Preparation and training. If you aren't preparing and training your people and they didn't go up there and do a good job or there were accidents or whatever, I'm sure that it would affect the success of your company. Absolutely. Right? Um, being the idea guy, love that, um, which I kind of feel like is our job as CEOs, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, constant learning and staying sharp. I like that. Um, and then with that, of course, goes that, that knowledge, when you do stay sharp, it creates the confidence for your customers, right? for your team, for your leaders, for your family, for all those around you. Um, other leaders that you're working with. I yes. know that when I'm out there with you in the community, you can tell that people respect and admire and and absolutely have confidence that when Rob says something, it's, it's 
going to be right, or it's going to be a great idea, or whatever. Yes. But so you've earned that that respect and, yes. and that confidence. So congratulations on oh. all of your success. Most importantly, Maureen. Yes. Of I, I was, How you nailed that, her? Uh, I don't know. I I, I outkicked my coverage, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for being yes. here. I love learning. And, and all thank of this. you for all you do and what you've done. You've taken junior achievement just to the next level and there's no stopping with the no, shark and no uh, i mean so listen we are we are a solution provider you talked about jobs and talent pipeline and skill sets and making these students aware of the apprenticeships and the opportunities that's what we do that's yes. our core mission i love it um you can tell yes. i'm passionate about it and I, there's just so many opportunities that i think for junior achievement to help the business community our educational community um, and just parents, all of that. So I really yeah. see us as a solution provider. Yes. Maureen being on our board to so thank you for giving us some of yes. her time. So, yes. no so thank you both. We all really right. appreciate it. Well, you. thanks for all you and do. Thank, to, thank you to all of you who watch today uh, or watch when we post this on Friday, um, this week's recipe for success. Look forward to seeing you again next week. And I hope you learned so much from our guest today. Let's keep cooking.